124-120. We'll join now by Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott. We'll get through our preseason. We'll get through our preseason hurdles here at some point. We can hear you, David. We've we got you. Couldn't hear Mike Wells. Couldn't hear Elijah <laughs> Hughes. Couldn't hear me. It's what the preseason is for, buddy. We'll get it. Was the preseason. Yeah, we had we'll a tough night out. tonight. We'll How are you? Out. We're good. I just want to know what Mike did say at, at halftime. You you threw it back to us where you're saying, man, just brilliant stuff. And Tim and I are going, what did he say? <laughs> he just gave us a real breakdown on kind of what he was looking for out of the young players in the second half. I think he generally got it. Uh, Jared Butler did some nice things. And Elijah Hughes and Mia Oni showed that I think if necessary, those guys could give him some minutes. This isn't a team that's going to rely on those guys and need a lot of them. They're really, really good. And we're loaded and we're deep. And I thought Ron Boone's comments during the broadcast about Eric Paschal and how uh, much he could see him having a role was, was encouraging. I, I totally, in fact, Jake and I had that same conversation. Um, and for all those reasons, I think, you know, Ron, you mentioned how he, he's physically tough and he can guard a bigger guy, but he can, you know, he can hold his own against a smaller guy too, just makes things more versatile. And it's awesome when he makes shots. And, and Tim, it, it's, it's something to say about a guy that's lower body strong. Yeah, they, what they call it? They call it old school strong or yeah, something okay. like that. <laughs> but, but it still works. And this way you, you're, you're, you're able to hold your arm. You, you don't get pushed around. Uh, and you can belly up to guys. And, and I think the amount of minutes that maybe he can give the Jazz could be valuable, especially when they want to go small. They want to switch one through five and, and maybe put him on a center. Well, they're going to have to go use him quite a bit until Rudy Gay's ready. And, you know, there's really, at 35 years old, there's no rush on Rudy Gay. In fact, what Rudy Gay can do in December and January is close to irrelevant for this team. What Rudy Gay can do in April, May, June is what matters for this basketball team. Yeah, and I feel like that's what seeing a guy like Butler and Pascal and, like you mentioned tonight, I thought Hassan Whiteside looked, you know, looked like he was a little more energy yeah tonight, huh? yeah and he and he just things are starting to kind of click for him you could see he's thinking uh you know a lot of thinking going on get make sure you're in the right spot soon that becomes instinct and uh he, he looked really good to me out there tonight too well, i was impressed there in practice this morning there when the jazz were going through some of the things as the white side goes over to quinn snyder and he's talking to quinn but he's pointing at things on the floor as though okay uh you know like, what do I need to do here? What do I need to do there? What position do I need to be in? You know, those type of things. And a lot of times, you know, you're concerned with maybe it was your position that you worried about. Yeah, it's, it's uh, like I said, you, you changed organizations and franchises. Like, you know, I've changed jobs, and there's a different vocabulary, different way things are done, and the expectations. So, it takes a little bit of time to get that figured out, but David, you were on it early. I thought Hassan looked good, and but but what my point was going to be seeing guys like Pascal and and Whiteside and Butler do the things they did in the preseason. You know, can some minutes get stole here and there? You know, for the the long term goal of having everybody feeling really good at the end. You know, I think on the one that I probably hadn't really thought about enough. What we talked about in the broadcast the night before that Whiteside just didn't lay a pick on anyone, yeah. right? And so then we went next, and I talked to Quinn about it, and I talked to uh, Alex Jensen about it. And it was really interesting to listen to them talk about the different things they want and how much reading there is for the big on these picks. And so 
you know, one of the things they really, really want Whiteside to do is to get in front, in most cases, to get in front of the ball on the roll because it makes it almost impossible for the other big and then to be there for some lobs. And so in certain circumstances, and particularly the one they, uh, they, Quinn talked to me about today, was, hey, if you start the pick and roll and you know the, per- the defender's trailing you, it's almost impossible to get a pick on a guy trailing. Leave. Get out. Go. And so Whiteside's got to make these reads on with guards he's never played before within his life. And I think that's much more difficult than I ever realized. And I think you really have to let him try to learn through this. Yeah, for sure. But, but definitely a positive sign tonight with him. Well, have fun, guys. Thank you, gentlemen. Next time we do this, it'll be for real. Pretty excited for that. Absolutely. Have a great night. Take All care, right. Lacombe. Yes. Do you not like us anymore? I do. I, I, I'll explain. My life's a little crazy, so I haven't been able to do the drop-bys, but I figured regular season. I'll, I'll make my appearance the first night of the regular season. Okay, because you, um, you used to stop by and visit us before games. Hey, I will. Cut me some slack, dog. Okay, but I went down like- to, to tell you how clueless I am. I went down on a road game in the preseason look for you guys. Like, oh, yeah, they're on the road. Uh, yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> that was the night I didn't want to see you. I thought for a second when they said there was like, you know, when I was talking to Ryan the other day and he was talking about Ryan Smith, he was talking about Tim in this like really esteemed level. Like Tim's going to be in town. He's going to come to the game. You know, we'll be talking about a lot of stuff. thought it might have been you. And then... Then don't, I realized he was talking about Tim. Don't Cole. want his problems, but love his money. And he's got a great first name. You don't want to, you don't want to be CEO of Apple? I don't want to deal with that on a date. Just give me the cash and give me the stock options. I'll be good. Ron and I will go golf. Here we go every day. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Great job tonight. See you, guys. 124 to 120 is your final Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Starts next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, your final 124 to 120. Jazz beat the Milwaukee Bucks in a game with a lot of offense, Coach Lacombe. Yeah, there was a lot of offense. I think you made the comment midway through the second half. It's like preseason's defense is over. We're not going to get into them anymore. It's going to, not a lot of defenses, I think, exactly what you said. But yeah, that's that's to be expected. Uh, The guts of this game. Uh, the first half, I thought, was played extraordinarily well by both teams. They, the execution was good. I've always believed that good offense, you know, can really kind of thwart good defense if the guys are unselfish enough to make the right play, and both teams did that. And so it, it was a very well-played first half against two highly uh, skilled elite teams, in my opinion. Uh, Jordan Clarkson led the way with 18 points. Um Let's see here. Jared Butler had 16 and seven assists before fouling out. Well, impressive to foul out there in 22 minutes for for Jared Butler. But most of the rotational guys, Tim, were were in the teens tonight. Uh, Donovan Mitchell with 14 minutes at 12 points. Mike Conley, 13 minutes, 13 points. Uh, Bogdanovich and Gobert, 16 minutes, 15 for Royce O'Neal. So not really a full dress rehearsal as much as get to work in in the first half and let the young guys take it home. Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. Um, but honestly, you know, you, you break down guys. I, you know, Royce was, you know, that, that's a probably a, a night. Your Royce is going to get a couple of threes. We've seen that, and he's going to make them or miss them. But 
thought Royce's energy was good. Boyan was was stellar. I thought Boyan played a great game. Uh, he and Conley, to me, they were kind of the, the, really the most impressive pieces um, offensively. You know, R- Rudy had a good game, but nothing like the other night. The other night right. he looked like. Uh, but but just overall, the guys did a good job of going out and competing, playing the right way, uh, and and I think they're they're tuned up good for the season. No doubt. And, uh, you know, we mentioned Butler's game. He played well again. Uh, but Elijah Hughes also played well with 12 points, three of four from three tonight, three of eight from the field. So saw him come to life a little bit. Uh, saw Doak get out there and grab some boards. Uh, saw uh, Doak with a with a really nice pass. Uh, who did that go to? Alston. And Alston uh, got a dunk slicing through the middle. So definitely a few nice things from the young guys tonight. Good friends with uh, Leon Rice, the coach up at Boise. Um, he called – the other day and was, you know, everybody's picking around and Derek got any chance? What's the chances? And how's he looking? And uh, I can tell you this, he's really athletic and that was a big time play, but um, you mentioned Hughes. I, I think he is definitely taking a step forward. Yep. He's benefited from actually having an off season and a summer league and all those things that he didn't have last year. And I, I think he's cleaned up his shot selection. I think he's uh, he's a little more, definitive about what he he wants and then he's confident shooting the ball he's three for four from three all right uh, with that we will say good night to our network stations our next broadcast is coming your way a week from tonight regular season game number one next wednesday night the oklahoma city thunder are in town that game will tip off at seven o'clock for those of you sticking around with us we've got post game sound for you coming up next here on the jazz radio network and shoot three. The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your story at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight 124 to 120 over the Milwaukee Bucks. Coach, tonight the Jazz shot 48.9% from the field. They were 20 of 46 from three, 43.5%. They were led by Jordan Clarkson, who had 18 points and eight boards. Uh, Jared Butler, 16 points and seven assists. Uh, with the rotational guys, Donovan Mitchell, uh, 12 points, five of eight shooting tonight. Mike Conley, 13 points. Boyan Bogdanovich, 14. Rudy, seven points and five rebounds for the Bucks. Uh, let's see here. Led by Chris Middleton in his 25 minutes at 25 points. And Giannis, 21 points in 21 minutes to lead the way for them. A couple things that stand out in the Jazz box. Uh, 18 for 23 from the line. So got free throws. You know, they they outshot the Bucks 23 to 10 at the line. So that, that tells you they're on attack. They're playing aggressive. Um, I thought guys made good decisions whether to, to kick it out or to, to drive. And they got to the line plenty. Uh, I also love seeing the 48 rebound number. I think that's a great one. Six guys on the team with uh, four or more rebounds. So um, we've talked about the versatility and the depth, but I think those are numbers that kind of bear that out. 
In fact, I want to get to the master of the glass tonight. Ooh. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Uh, back for another year, great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to the United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. And Lock and Boone teased this during their broadcast. But for the first time as a jazz man, at least to my recollection, I can't remember. I've been either. here pretty much every night. But uh, for the first time, Jordan Clarkson is your master of the glass with eight rebounds. How about Jordan? He, You know what? He had a little extra energy, a little extra bounce. He was getting after it on the defensive side, too, there in the first half. Well, and he played that way the other night, and that's that's why I believe that this team's really kind of made a commitment to each other to do those things, you know, go from good to great. And uh, Clarkson was he, – he was great. Very first shot he took in transition – Pass ahead for a three and whack that thing. Um, awesome when a guy can go four for seven from three and also grab eight rebounds. And he was also responsible for my favorite moment of the offseason when he was interviewed by Channel 2 for a man on the street, and they had no idea who he was in, who they were interviewing. And they said, what's your name? He said, Jordan Clarkson. And then they had him spell it. And then the next question, or at least one of the questions was, have you been to a jazz game? He goes, yeah. Been to quite a few. He's so nice about it. It was so funny. What a hilarious and moment. I loved how he didn't try to embarrass No, didn't try to time. embarrass anybody. But you wouldn't expect that from the good no. vibe tribe leader himself. And by the way, the, the Channel 2 reporter was so funny, the way she owned it, totally owned it. And it's like, oh, I can't believe this happened. She was very funny. So. I mean, I love all these guys, but I think we're both fairly partial to on and off the floor to Clarkson. He, he just goes in. You know what you're going to get. Yep. He gives it to you. Or doesn't, but he, he he's out there doing yep. it. Uh, and then he seems like just an awesome human being off the court. Seems like a great teammate, that's for sure. Everybody uh, has a lot good to say about him, and he played really well tonight. <clears throat> and he's going to be a, a walking bucket uh, for the entire season, just like he was last year, and he's a really critical component to what it is this Jazz team does. Sixth man of the year. Sixth man of the year reigning, and it really has not missed a beat. I, I thought the preseason was very, very good for Jordan. Well, he is tonight's master of the glass. How about that? All right, let's hear from the coach. It is time to hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. How important is that for him and kind of your offense when you guys are able to get out of transition and make good things happen? Um, our offense, first of all. It's not, you said my offense. I always get that, my, my offense. It's like with this group, it's definitely our offense. And you just gave a great example of it because – you know, and JC, a lot of times he's running, um, but particularly, you know, when he sees a clean, you know, an empty corner, you know, he can really attack and then he gets into a pick and roll situation that, that he's really good at. So I think it's true of all of us. And, you know, when, when he's talking about us running, when he does it, you know, that's something that, that I've talked to him about is like you, if you're running, you have the opportunity to hold other guys accountable as well. You know, and that that's that's the growth that we need on our team. Just talking about a couple of nice shots in the corner or passes to the corner. Yeah. I mean, I think if you've you see Son, there's there's some things that that he's done throughout his career, and you know when those opportunities come to recognize them, um, they don't. You know, it's not going to present itself. we're throwing ahead and Boyan's shooting the three. And then it's going to be, you know, get to the offensive glass. And there's probably a reason Boyan's open is because Hassan is run. So um, I, I thought Hassan was really good defensively. 
you know, and, uh, and really competed. It's happy with that. Sure. Uh, another game where it seemed like the moment wasn't too big for him, whether it's going against Giannis or going against Drew or, or getting that extended run in the second period to kind of yeah. lead the offense. What, what did you see out of the game tonight? I, I think Jared's finding a balance, you know, between um, being, you know, his ability to create, um, whether it be for himself and other, you know, his teammates and just, you know, his habits, getting, getting used to playing with people that, that, you know, that, that group, um, you know, I challenged them to like really think lift their level, whether it be defensively or running, you know, and he was a catalyst to that as well. Those thought those guys did a really good job, you know, as, as they were in, sometimes as you come in the game, you know, you got to throw yourself into the game and that's not as easy as it sounds, you know, you kind of work your way into it, but it's, it's important because you know, those minutes you know, coming in, being ready right away to compete, doing things that, you know, going to the offensive glass, running, just those, those little things, you know, they take focus and, you know, we make them important. And I thought those guys really did that you know, more and more as the game progressed for them. Sorry, Tom. What was the one thing that you were most encouraged about with, with Jared's game tonight? I, I, I mean, I, I think that, that he's learning. You know, and I, I think he's, you know, if I could take it away from analyzing, like, his every piece of his game. And, you know, I've talked about just being focused on getting better. And I thought he got better throughout the course of the game. Yeah. What's allowing Eli to be successful right now? When he runs the court, you know, and, and just keeps it simple because, you know, he, he's a talented offensive player, you know, I, I think. But, you know, for, for all those guys we're talking about, you know, for them to impact our team, they've got to defend. I mean, that, that's what we should be talking about really only because the offense will come. It'll, it'll happen. You know, they'll be open at times. They'll be instinctive. Um, but if they can, you know, if you can just defend and run the court, you know, you end up like Royce O'Neal and you're a starter. Back when you guys first got JC in the trade, they talked to you about how he's not really known for his defense, he's known for his scoring. You said that one of the things that was special about him is that he would do anything he asked him to do, that he was a try guy. Mm -hmm. What is it that you've asked him to do on the defensive side that has maybe changed over the last couple of seasons? I, I think first of all, what you said that just he's he's a coachable, you know, coachable guy, and and he's somebody that for me is you know you can communicate with him. You know, I want him to communicate more to everybody else too, because I think you know, and when he's really working to defend, you know, suddenly you have even more credibility. Um, but I think he's worked at it. You know, defense just like offense. You know, there's things fundamentally that, that allow you to be good at it. Um, you know, he had one possession today where he defended the ball. And the other night, he, he fouled in the same situation. And tonight, he showed his hands and just got wider and longer and just leveled the ball off. So um, that's true for all of us. You know, as we've talked about containing the ball, um, that takes concentration and, and really, you know, doing things a certain way fundamentally that allows you to be better at that. You know, I think that's something that we've seen in the preseason with Boyan. You know, that it's it's important to him, and you know, I think that's been true of our group in general. We talked about it with Donovan. Um, you know, I've seen it with Mike. Um, you know, 
we obviously expected, you know, with Royce. We don't want to – I think all of our guys understand that if we can defend and get stops, that's when we really – you know, we're pretty good in transition. Coach, at the beginning of preseason, you talked about the importance of players maturing um, no matter what year they are in. Yeah. Um, and now with preseason wrapped, how do you think this team has matured in preparation for the season? Um, you know, I think at that point I was referring, I think more to individual guys getting better. Um, but, but I think just continuing to in, in the front of our minds, you know, know the things that we have to do, um, to, to, to be better as a team, you know, against the highest level of competition at the times that it matters most, you know, we didn't do a very good job, you know, when they put Giannis at the five, you know, they were switching one through five and we didn't do a good job of that for, you know, a number of possessions. And then we got better at it, you know, throughout the game. So there's some things like that that we need to continue to work on with our execution. Um, they're a little different, um, but I think fit our team. And, you know, we haven't gone to the offensive boards, you know, the way that I've wanted to see. But, you know, that's something, you know, that's been important to us, needs to continue to be important to us. So. There's always an ebb and flow to those things, um, you know, and it, it's really about you, know, you, you just you want to ask for perfection, know that you're not going to get it and, you know, get as much as you can. And, you know, that's just not me and the coaches. That's, you know, our guys asking that of themselves. That's the maturity that really I think is there that we want to be there. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder, his post-game comments. Coach Lacombe, any thoughts on what Coach Snyder had to say? Just the the piece there on the at the end, you know, I think we've talked about seeing improvement in every guy. Um, there's obviously been a ton of evaluation and, um, you know, candid conversation. As a coach and a player, um, like he said there, you're you're going to continue to 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 set the standard very high and then the guys you know, they, they achieve that by giving a little bit more of themselves. And that's what I'm seeing. See him talking about Bojan understanding perhaps better technique and fundamentals to keeping a guy out of the middle of the floor driving the ball. And I've seen that, um, you know, Donovan with, with more attention to that. I think that's how you take a, a great team like last year and, and make it better. You know, everybody just gives a little bit more. We want to remind you about the title sponsor of the post game. That's Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from Mark Miller Subaru customers. Sooner, Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some of the Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Jazz win tonight, 124 to 120 over the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll get you some sound from the players coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz winners tonight, one twenty four to one twenty over the Milwaukee Bucks. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your story at markmillersubaru.com. We're going to get you some uh, player sound coming up here momentarily, but uh, let's let's check out your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Tonight, Coach, uh, let's see here. Points in the paint. Uh, the Jazz outscored by Milwaukee 44-38. to 
But that's not a, a tremendous surprise, I suppose, when you're playing a team with Giannis on it. And Giannis, after all, did have 21 points in 21 minutes. And we know where Giannis lives. We do. He lives in the paint. And he doesn't always start there, but that's typically where he ends up. So uh, I would say that's, you know, keep that ba- that game in check with the, the number of threes that the Jazz take. That's That's okay for tonight. Yeah. Giannis really was really good. I mean, if you look at his stat line, 21 points in 21 minutes, 9 of 12 shooting, 2 of 3 from 3 for Giannis, 6 boards, 5 assists, 2 steals. I mean, he he had a solid effort tonight. And you can see, I, I think you made the comment watching it, like how do you stop him really, right? And I don't think you do. Um, it, it really is part of you just can't let him beat you with his bread and butter, and you can't give him too much attention so Middleton or some of the other guys get you. So it, it's there's a fine line, but he is he is so fun to watch and so talented. It it was funny how overplayed that build the wall thing with Giannis was. Well, I guess it started a couple years ago in the playoffs, but really everybody was talking about it last year. Can they build the wall? And it's like, man, that guy's gonna. You can talk about walls all you want, but the dude is just unstoppable. I mean, when when the good Lord was putting together basketball players, he put together that guy. I mean, athletic. And what I like about him is he's not afraid to take that shot. We saw him two of three from three, and heaven forbid he gets above 35% shooting threes, then he'll be truly unstoppable. But he's just he's so gifted athletically, and he's he's his skills have come along each year. He's He's been in the league. I mean, he's just amazing. He's just incredible to watch play. And there is no substitute for actually going out there for a couple of years and really getting it down. Now, you, you know, he's – you mentioned it's hard to build a wall. It, it's really hard because he can just step around it a lot of times. And he's so crafty. I totally agree that he is kind of the prototypical. If you're going to make a basketball guy, make him really tall, make him really agile, make him really athletic. And then the piece that, that Giannis has too is he's so, um, I, I think he's so intellectual toward the game and understands the right way to play it. Certainly been schooled the right way growing up um, and coached great, but he, he is just a great player to watch and somebody that's just going to be more become more difficult to stop because he's learning all the tricks. He's also super well-adjusted. I mean, you hear his post-game comments, and he's just a really down-to-earth dude. So Giannis, just a little review for everybody, not that we need it. You know, he went 15th in the 2013 NBA draft. Just roll off some of the names. Here, well, I'll, I'll just go through it, okay. all right, because 15 isn't too far to get. Uh, number one pick in that draft, Anthony Bennett from Who? UNLV. Ouch. Your guy, uh, Coach Rice's boy. Coach Rice's yeah. guy. Yep. Uh, Victor Oladipo was two. Otto Porter, three. Cody Zeller, four. Alex Len, five. Nerland's Noel, six. Actually, how many of those guys are actually still with the team that drafted them? None. Probably none. Not one. Yeah, not one. Wow, that's amazing. Ben McLemore, seven. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, eight. We, we still haven't come to a player that's still with the same team. Trey Burke, nine. C.J. McCollum, 10. So there you go. There's your first guy that's actually still with the same team that drafted him. Michael Carter-Williams, 11. Steven Adams, 12. Kelly Olenek, 13. Shabazz Muhammad, 14. And then Giannis, 15. I'll be darned. That is crazy. And, I mean, not only guys that aren't with the same team, but a couple of guys there that aren't even in the league. Man, was Michael Carter-Williams the worst rookie of the year in recent memory? As far as, uh, oh, like, yeah, turning out to be a good of, player? That's all. That's all he did. That's it. Right. That's the highlight. Rookie of the year. That's and it. And I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all downhill. That's probably what I would do. From you there. Know, I'd be a splash and be done. That's truly amazing that only one player in the top 10 is still with the team that drafted him. 
2013 wasn't that long ago. No, and it just tells you how hard it is, you know, both organizationally and as a player to be successful. Um, but great pick, obviously, and um, uh, a lot of teams wish they would have maybe took him. And, of course, that was Rudy's draft. Rudy went 27th in that draft. Other notable people, let's see. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. went 24. Dennis Schroeder went 17. That was not a terrific draft outside of Giannis and Rudy. And there, there was a little bit there, but really not a whole lot. That's kind of interesting how it ebbs and flows. Even on those weak drafts, though, there's a player there. I mean, Giannis is arguably the best player in the league. There's a player there, even though you, you think there isn't a whole lot there. And our own number 27 has won three, count them, three Defensive Player of the Year awards. So pretty awesome. Two all-star appearances. Yep. Really great. Really great. Utah, the Jazz second round pick that year was uh, Eric Green. My guy out of Virginia, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. We yeah. played against Eric Green. He's I know. Fast. You beat him. He was fast, but you guys were better. Number 14, if I remember right. Was that the year that I'm you guys beat him in here? Numbers. Not to get so too I think it distracted. Was. Yeah. That wasn't the NIT year. That was the year that that Virginia Tech tried to zone you guys and you just took them apart. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Tyler Hawes had a nice game. Yeah, I think. he was amazing. That was out there. Shout game. out to T. Hawes if you're out there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Mike Mascala went 44th in that draft. All right, so there you go. There's a little history lesson. But Giannis, 15th. There will be quiz notes through the year, so make <laughs> sure you pay attention. Speaking of rookies, uh, let's get uh, let's get some player sound. Let's get back down to the media room and hear from Jazz rookie Jared Butler. Good to play in front of the home crowd. Yeah, for sure. I was um I was more excited for this game than all the other games I've had. Um, just because it's like you know feeling like home and you know all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah, good case now with Giannis and you face Luca. Mm-hmm. So I guess. What's that like compared to what you're doing in college? What are you, learning quickly? Uh, you you jump right in the water, you know. Um, I get in the game, first game against the Spurs. Um, Doug Dems is like, you got DeJounte Murray. I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, let's go. Um, but, you know, it's just just got to jump in the water and you're, you're with a bunch of sharks and you got to see if you're a shark or not, you know. Yeah, it was good. Um, I, I faced a similar defender with Davion Mitchell. They get both got the same habits, and um, so I'm, I'm kind of used to it. But um, yeah, he's a great defender, and um, I felt like I handled a little bit. But you know, he's I think he he won the matchup though. You feel like you made a case to be part of the rotation? I hope so. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it's all about trust, and um, you know, if I'm a head coach. Um, playing with the team with the best record in the league, you know, why do I need to put this rookie in? That's how I'm looking at it, and I'm just trying to um, make the case of why you should. And you know, if any way I can help, that's all I'm trying to do. So you feel like you're doing well, and where do you feel like there's still room to improve? Um, I think showing that I can shoot the ball um, off the dribble and catch and shoot is something that um, the Jazz like and what they love. And um, what I think I need to improve on is definitely just. If, if I'm in the game with Donovan Mitchell, um, Jordan Clarkson, and, you know, Boyan, like I'm more of a mover, um, not not a less a, a scorer. So I think that's a part of the game that I'm going to have to switch on when I'm with those guys. I have the six fouls tonight and just kind of yeah. thinking about back of them, which ones you kind of wish you had back and what, what did you learn? A lot of the, like, um, we call them Euro fouls, where it's like, you know, fast break, and I just, you know, follow them on purpose kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely been always a part of my game. Um, I don't know why. I just, 
there's just a lot of basketball games I played in. I'm never too high, never too low. Yeah. Do you feel yourself thinking it? I mean, like at one point, Nassus was too far off you and you pulled up. And then another time, he'd be too close. You'd be off the dribble. Like, what, what are you seeing there? Is it just automatic <laughs> or do you have to think? I mean, it's like, it, it's a lot of it's my personality. A lot of it's, um, um, I, I'm okay with the weight of the world on my shoulders. So a lot of times, um, I don't know. It's, it's really just kind of who I am. You've been able to beat a lot of people off the dribble. Do you feel like they're almost surprised that you have such good handles? Yeah, Drew Holiday today, he said, oh, you can handle the ball? I was like, yeah. So I guess a lot of, I mean, people aren't watching scouting reports and stuff like that um, this early in the season. So, yeah, um, I kind of have a knack for that too. Is there somebody's crossover you like growing up? Chris Paul, of course. Um, Jamal Crawford was a big, big guy for me, yeah. On the other side of the ball, defensively, what do you hear from the coaching staff stuff that they're maybe pointing out to you on that side? Yeah, not too much. Um, just guard your yard. Um, you know, um, the the ball screen coverages are a different aspect, but I think mainly just making sure um, if I'm guarding a guy one on one, you know, I got to win that matchup. Yeah. Do you notice going away and like guys like Tim Cook watching you courtside and like is that going? <laughs> Nah, it nah. It it did, but nah, it doesn't. Now it's like, all right, I'm in the NBA. I got I can't focus on that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the balance for you when you know that you can pretty much get where you want off the dribble, but you also know that you have to run off. Yeah, yeah. That's that's when that's one thing I'm you know super trying to focus on is getting guys shots. Um, you know, it's 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 good to know that I can get my shot when I want to, but like you said, I, I gotta be able to get guy shots and get the team feeling the same way, you know. So along those lines, what was it like getting that second quarter stretch where you know Don is sitting, Mike is sitting, and and all of a sudden you're the guy running the show with the regulars. <laughs> They're not regulars, they're great guys. Um and when DA dunked it, that was a great moment. Um, though getting the dunk, that was a great moment. It's it's just fun, you know, winning and the crowd was into it. Um, super fun. There's not a lot of guys like Bruno Bear on the planet. What's it like playing pick and roll with him? He's 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 actually um, he's he he plays the mind game with me a lot of times. Usually the guard is more you know savvy and trying to pick apart the the big, but he's like playing the game with me almost. And he's he's taught me a lot, especially what what bigs look for in the pick and roll and stuff like that. Thoughts on your progression throughout the preseason from the first game to now? Did you accomplish what you wanted to? <laughs> I guess I kind of didn't have any expectations. I just wanted to get adjusted and um, feel like, you know, I, I, I'm going to play in this league a long time. And um, I, I think for the most part, I, I, I felt that right now. Uh, Utah is known for one of the best arenas, especially when it comes to our fans. Mm -hmm. uh, you got a small taste of that tonight. What is your first impression of the fans? I love them. They're um, hopefully they're reliable and um, um, consistent, you know, no matter if I play or not. So I'm um, just excited for that for sure. All right, there you go. That is Jared Butler with another very strong performance out of the Jazz rookie uh, tonight. 16 points, seven assists, three rebounds, and managed to foul out in 22 minutes, which you've got to love. But uh, you heard him talk about that, getting thrown into the deep end, swimming with the Sharks right away. Doesn't sound like he's really intimidated. And, uh, man, does he have he has nice game. He, he really does. Really, the, the only way you can... Um, you know, make your start is to jump in and start. And I, I've been ultra impressed. I, I love Butler in the draft. Uh, I really do believe the Jazz did a better job of homework. And, you know, at the end of the day, they stole him. I mean, he, he was way too low. Um, that uh, crossover move to begin the second half was, was phenomenal. His handles, his intellect out of there on the floor, 
Uh, but more importantly, just the way he can get a bucket. And uh, that's that's something you can always find a place for. The, the, the fouls just indicate he's playing really hard, which I like too. And he's got a crowded roster to try and play his way onto. But, man, is he, he's been really, really good in the preseason. And, you know, this is we've seen it before. You know, Wes Matthews played his way onto a roster, just needed the opportunity. Paul Millsap, going back to those crowded, uh, you know, jazz rosters with uh, Boozer and D-Will. And, you know, if you can play, teams will find room for you, including the jazz. And maybe a little crowded, but if you can keep this up, you know, you got to make the coaches play you. Well, how about Quinn's comment, too? In his his comments just uh, tonight after the game, he talked about um, – you know how do you how how are you going to get on the floor? We'll look at Royce O'Neal, run the floor, and, and play really hard defensively. And so that, that's the thing. Um, these guys, Butler and Elijah Hughes, uh, you know they they have a real uh, a tough situation where hey, are there that many minutes for me? But at the same time, it's a great opportunity too because they're playing alongside great guys with a ton of of knowledge about the game. And so you know, like Jared said, just jump in see what you can do with it. But I, I've been very impressed with him, um, on, you know, in the preseason. He's, he's been a nice addition. Well, we talked about, uh, you know, getting players late in the draft or just because, uh, you know, you go a little later or it's a weak draft or whatever the case may be, doesn't may, mean there's a player to be had. And it would look like, and it's a little early return, but it would look like the Jazz played the draft brilliantly, you know, seeing their guy and, and not getting too overeager about it and picking him at the right spot and really getting, it would appear, a tremendous amount of value for that pick. Yeah, that's, and that's really what I'm talking about. I mean, they didn't uh, – he's obviously, just like everybody, got things he's got to work on. But for this particular team and the needs that they have, I think it is a nice addition. And how much he plays early on uh, and all that will be, you know, kind of remain to be seen. But – Another viable weapon that I think is is definitely an NBA guy for, like he said, for years to and, come. And certainly making the most out of an opportunity here in the preseason. And, you know, we mentioned Elijah Hughes. Worth mentioning again, 12 points tonight, 3 of 4 from 3, 3 of 8 from the line, but or excuse me, from the field. Uh, but there's a guy in Elijah Hughes they took in the second round last year who uh, I'm sure they thought had a lot of potential, and he was just robbed of a, of a rookie season, really, or at least robbed of the opportunity to get some experience. He played only five games in the G League bubble, which um, I know was useful somewhat, but certainly far from the G League experience where a lot of guys have taken advantage of to develop, and we'll see you know, what roster he ends up on this year. But really, the Jazz didn't practice at all last year, as we've talked about, and so... You know, Locke said uh, he thinks that he's a completely different player from uh, who he was last year. But it's it's good to see guys get a get a bite at the apple because this last well couple of years really has just been so weird. I'm sure it wasn't the best time to break into the NBA. So good for him for developing and working on his game. Yeah, he's he's a guy who um, definitely can score. I, I, we talked about his ability to to find shots, and that's not an issue for him. For some people, you know, just getting a shot, getting shots in an NBA game are hard, but. Elijah can get shots. I think what he's done is he's starting to really understand where the shots come from, you know, the shots that are, are best for him within the context of the offense. And then, you know, he, he's got the same opportunity. He can get down in a stance. He can guard. Um, he, he can find a, try, a way to try to make his way um, on, you know, on the floor by, by playing really hard and just playing the right way. 
All right, we want to remind you, Post Game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some of the Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share your own at mysubaruis.com. 124 to 120 is your final. We'll get you more player sound and continue to break this one down next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, with you. Jazz win their final preseason game with, uh, over the Milwaukee Bucks, one twenty four to one twenty. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your story at markmillersubaru.com. A lot of scoring coming from the Jazz tonight. Jordan Clarkson uh, with a really great game, eighteen points. 23 minutes, 5 of 10 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3, 8 rebounds tonight for Jordan, uh, 2 assists and a steal, and uh, made a bucket, what, within the first 5 seconds he got onto the floor, can to 3. I mean, the guy just, what, what I think it was uh, Locke who quoted Bill Walton, or some, what are we, where did we hear that for, that he's open when he gets off the bus? That's right. He, he Jordan is just, he, he is such a, just changes the tempo of the game the minute he hits the floor. Uh, he's somebody that the, the other team, you know, all with him not being in the starting lineup, somebody they spend a ton of time on in scouting report. Hey, when he gets on the floor, you know, it's on. And then when he's able to make that first one look out, we've seen it enough. But um, Jordan's feeling really good. You can tell he's moving great, did a great job of finding the shots, making the shots, and um, always a great interview as well. Well, in fact, let's go back down to the media room and let's hear from the man himself. Here's Jordan Clarkson. What are some of the things that stood out to you from that group, maybe individual guys? Uh, I mean, Trent, uh, you know, seeing him from last year too, seeing him this year, you can see a big difference in his game. Uh, he knows his reads. He's making plays, getting in the lane. Uh, he's shooting. <clears throat> when I seen him in the, in the in like the preseason games, he was shooting his three. Like, you know, he had more confidence in that. Uh, Eli, uh, getting out there, making plays, making threes, um, just having a pace and stuff to, you know, make moves, look more comfortable with the ball. I think he had a, a great play today. I was in the restroom, but said he got to the rim and like, he just kind of slipped the ball, but you know, it was a great move, but <clears throat> you see all those guys kind of progressing as well. And then JB, Jay, um, you know, just kind of learning, you know, it's, uh, but you can see his his pace, his ability to uh, change speeds and get to the spot and uh, finish against bigger guys. And um, trying to think of what's Mie doing, you know, what he does. He comes in a lot of the times, uh, you know, last year with our group and um, this preseason, most of the time his job is like a guard, like the best player. You know, he does a good job of doing that, crashing the boards and making an open three. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm trying to figure, uh, think of another young guy. Yeah, yeah. But those are like the, the ones that, you know, I've, I've seen and, uh, been around and, uh, been like, you know, kind of in the ear, just talking to them throughout the whole preseason. You were really hyped on, I mean, the whole bench was, right. I guess, while you guys were sitting courtside. 
what do you remember about when you were part of that young Lakers group and like what it meant to have the veterans have your back? Um, it means a lot, you know, just having that support. Um, you know, kind of look at it from like the other mirror, you know, now I'm kind of like in that, you know, situation where I'm becoming like an older guy. And that's a, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, uh, the same thing, you know, they gave me the support, Lou Williams, uh, Nick Young, Kobe, um, Carlos Boozer, all those guys, you know, gave us like great confidence when we was, um, you know, younger and coming up in the league. And, you know, that's always like, that's like the best praise you can get from your peers. And, um, you know, being excited, having, you know, that confidence and that energy like pushed towards y'all. I think it's uh, it's great for the young guys. There are a couple times tonight where you push the ball hard down the middle of the floor in transition, like almost like Russ or John Wall, you know, like has that been a focus for you? And kind of when are you trying to do that? Um, I mean, the majority of the time, I'm, like we got to, I was kind of like stressing that to Jared a little bit um, in the game, crossing the, like half court before like 20, like 23, because they make so many passes in between that time. If we over that, if we over that line, you know, in between those, that time, we good. We got enough options to, you know, figure it out, even if a player is broke or whatever. So I'm just trying to get down the court and, uh, you know, I was just trying to make plays. And I knew, you know, those guys, you know, Brooke Lopez and everything, if I was getting down the floor, they might have had a switch or they might have been confused. And then Brooke would end up, you know, guarding me and a lot of mismatches in that situation. But, um, yeah, that's a big thing for us, you know, pushing the ball, getting up and down the court, getting more possessions and uh, open shots. Except that uh, you pushing the ball in transition is in a way – um, kind of a way for you to hold other guys accountable. But this is right. something that's important to me too. Is that like something you've consciously thought about? Like, is that something you talk to the other guys about? Uh, yeah, that's what I was like. Because I was kind of harping the coach when uh, when I was running with that uh, younger group in the second half. Was just like, yeah, we gotta we gotta keep pushing the ball. We gotta get more possessions if we we plan like this and just kind of letting Jared know kind of how the game goes and how we want want the offense to flow and everything. And, um, you know, sometimes when you, the action doesn't work on this side, you want to have enough time to get to the second and third action and uh, make the next play. So it was just a big thing. So I just was like, man, I'm doing it. And then if I'm speaking on it, I think everybody else got to follow as well too. So I can't speak on something that I'm not doing. So I just figured like when I got the ball, just push the ball. What did you think of Rudy's jumper? <laughs> it was nice. I, I wish he would have shot it again. Uh, the second time he had it, he kind of went to the basket and did a Euro. I was telling him, shoot it. And I was like, bro, he's wide, you wide open, just shoot the ball right now. And it was, I think it was like eight seconds on the shot clock. I was like, you didn't even have to make no move for him. The easy one was right there. But, hey, right. <laughs> nah, but uh, <laughs> it's awesome, though, uh, seeing him uh, confidently take that. Uh, that jump shot. Uh, he shot a few uh, threes in practice recently, so I wouldn't be surprised if um, he takes one in the game and makes it. Did he make them? He did. He actually has made them. Yeah. He made them. Uh, I think he shot two of them in practice during uh, training camp, So and he made both of them. So it's not like uh, 
He hasn't done it. The third one he missed, I got I got kind of pissed because I was trying to win the, uh, that that game in practice. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think he was like two for three in practice. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, I think a stat was uh, he hasn't made a three. No. All right, so he'll change that. What would the reaction be from the team if he does think one? Um, I don't know, man. That's gonna be crazy. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I might, I might laugh. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's just gonna be a funny sight seeing him uh, just take being that confident, just taking that shot and you know knocking it down. I think, I mean, I got confident in all my teammates that they're gonna make the shot and uh, you know, make the right reads. Speaking, speaking of Rudy, as the uh, team's resident fashion expert. Did you see his uh Fuchsia tracksuit the other night? And, and what, what were your thoughts on that? Um, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> if Kim Kardashian didn't wear it first, I probably would have been like, no, 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 I'm just playing. But no, nah, it was a, uh, no, nah, I like it though. That's Rudy. Like, he likes to, yeah, it was a, uh, Probably I'll give it like a I give it an A minus just for the like for the uh for the confidence to wear a pink like that and a suit. It was nice. One more about basketball. Uh, when you first got here December two years ago, uh, when we were talking to Quinn about you, he wanted he was pushing back on the idea that you're just a sport. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, on the defensive side, he does everything that I ask him to do. Like nothing else he tries. Yeah. How have you seen your defensive game change from when you got here? Um, to be honest, like through the whole preseason, like defense is all I really gave, like cared about. To be honest with you, so uh, the offensive stuff is like easy. I know I'm a fine mom, but like figuring out defense is like super hard. And you know, there's so many great talented players in the NBA. A lot of that stuff comes to like pride and just like angles and other stuff as well. But at the end of the day, you kind of just got to, you know, lock in and guard your man. You know, it happened to us um, in the Clippers series where they kind of like spread us out and it's just driving us. Uh, it's been a big, uh, took like a big impact on us mentally and uh, something that we all kind of locking in and, and trying to be better at. Um, just guarding our yard and uh, playing defense, keeping guys in front of us and containing Man, is he the best. I'll tell you what, Jordan Clarkson continues to be my favorite interview on the team. Where where to start in all of that? How about with that last part? That defense is all he's cared about in the preseason. He knows the offense is going to come, and they're motivated from the Clippers series. You heard it break it down right there, how they spread them out, and they drove them, and they're not going to let that happen again. I, man, Jordan Clarkson is something else. He's awesome. And it's definitely evident. We saw it. We saw the little extra effort given by – Jordan and everybody else, and, and it is how you take something good and improve it is you you look in the mirror and you say, man, we we let ourselves down here, here, and here, and we're going to address it, and that's the way you get better. You're proactive about it. I, I love his attitude. He, he made me laugh four or five times, um, and the tracksuit comment, it was Kim just Kardashian one of the great ones. wore it first. <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> and he's obviously got a good enough relationship. He can, like you could say something about me like that, and me, you, and we'd all be fine, right? But well, then he gave it an A minus. He gave it an know, A minus for for originality, yeah. for and courage, <laughs> and courage. <laughs> and he even admitted to taking a bathroom break.
Yeah, uh, that one got me the most because that happened to me. Um, I was I was actually coaching in Maui in that little gym you've watched forever, and we're playing Purdue, and the game went to three overtimes, and I was dying at the end of the game to um, relieve. Yeah, get rid the of pressure. Some, yeah. some pressure, and I couldn't. And I sat and waited and went to double overtime, and I was mad because we had a chance to win it there. And I was really mad because it was still the agony. But So we go to a third overtime, and right before the we, we get together as coaches, I'm like, guys, I'm, I gotta, I'm out. And I literally run from we – and I've had to run all the way across the court to the other side of the – you know, not, it wasn't near our bench. I had to go, yeah. obviously, in front of everybody. And it was humbling, but – Got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do, and and I get it. Like I couldn't just walk off like Jordan, uh, but he he didn't see a play because he was in the restroom. He said, and that that's what triggered my chuckle, and it's, memory. It's all right. Got to sneak off. You know, it's better than having to walk around. Well, I couldn't sneak. Yeah, I, you that's know what that gym's so teeny. I had to walk right across the middle of the floor. It was humbling. But he had a lot of good things to say about the young players who got a lot of minutes uh, today as well. Yeah, he got started to get in trouble because he started naming them, and then you leave somebody out, but. No, there is the comment he made about the way he was treated um, when he he got into the league and and mentioned specifically, um, you know, he mentioned Kobe and the way Kobe obviously expected stuff, but he was good to him, and and that's turned around, and he's the same way with the young guys here. Isn't that amazing how you watch players develop over the years and and mature, and, you know, it just clicks. I I think of stuff like that, like like Darren Williams when he made comments about he just didn't understand how – well, I mean, for lack of a better word, good he had things and what a great coach Jerry Sloan was because you're a young player and you don't get it. And it's it's so different from college. And then it, it just kind of clicks like, oh, yeah, like all those things those guys were telling me, like they were right on the money and it may have been hard, but it's the NBA. It's a hard league. You got to do all these hard things. And I, I'm sure that players like Jordan Clarkson do want to pay it forward and and tell young players or, or help teach, bring young players along because somebody took the time to do it for them. And and who wouldn't follow that guy? Oh, you know, yeah. uh, he's got to be. We talked about it. He changed the bench. He changed, um, you know, the the makeup kind of just in terms of the locker room. And I, I just think he's unified things. And I love to watch him shoot. And and uh, I believe every time he lets it go, it's going in. On that note, I remember last year when Joe Ingles was super honest about Jordan Clarkson making him more comfortable with his role coming off the bench. And it almost had the feeling of Jordan Clarkson made coming off the bench cool, like it was this, the the important role on the team and a cool thing to do. And you know, it's amazing the effect that those can have on teammates. Because Joe, admittedly, and he's talked about this on the on the Zone Sports Network with DJ and PK, on how it it did take some adjustment to get used to that role. And uh, at times it wasn't always so smooth. And remember uh, that year Mike Conley was in and out of the lineup and Joe would go back into the starting lineup and really play a lot better. And then last year, Joe was so much more comfortable coming in off the bench and he credited uh, Jordan Clarkson with that. And I just thought, you know, what what a great teammate to help the other teammates, you know, get more comfortable with their rules and with who they are. And and just it, it really is that team mentality. Well, if you think about it, like this team, these guys have, uh, they they fought through a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, last year they 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 broke through a little bit and were able to get through the first round. And they got to taste what it's what it felt yeah. like. Um, now they understand how narrow that margin is, and if you can just give a little bit more, I, I believe that's the theme. And the, and the guys 
seem to be responding to it, which means, you know, the, the coaches are certainly they, they've they've gotten the level of respect for the buy in. And now they're able to just honest, be honest with these guys, give them the feedback they need. They'll jump into the film uh, from these four games and they'll have the guys ready to roll a week from now. Let's go back down to the media room. Let's hear now from Donovan Mitchell. We um, we did a lot of good things this preseason. I think we saw a lot of things we can be really good at. I think this this week coming up, just hitting, hitting home on those and also hitting on things like, you know, as far as knowing the plays, knowing the actions, being uh, sharp on that by October 20th. But I think we're in a good spot for sure. You guys got six days or mm-hmm. so before things count, right? Right. right. Is that six days really valuable and you're able to focus in? Or at what point are you like, antsy and you're like okay let's get it going shoot i was antsy after last game um i think i think we're at a point now even after was it uh yeah like five days in between san antonio and dallas it was like okay you know we sit in dallas and then it's like all right we got two weeks like you know i think from that point it was that's where we had the interviews and we talked about practice and how physical it's been like that's where i feel like the energy just went to a whole different level and you saw it on everybody's face and you saw it about how we approached practice and how we came in. Not to say we weren't doing that before, but you know, it's gradual, you know, it's, it's, it's a gradual progression. I think that's when we really you know, started to pick things up. And then now we have one week, you know, now it's like we're, you're doing your extra conditioning, you're doing your extra shots, but now it's like, you know, you gotta be sharp and on point. You know, there's no room for error. There's no nothing. We just gotta be ready to go. Does that anticipation of regular season change all of your like, are you still excited? Yeah, uh, I think so. I, I mean, for me, it's 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 what it counts. This is what you you wait for, and you know, we the way we lost last year, it's, it's still you know still fire that burns inside. You know, so it's, it's it, you're ready to go, and you know, I think that's that's what's going to fuel us the whole week. Understanding that you know we played solid this preseason, there are things we can definitely, like I said, improve on. But I think if we just you know continue to what we're doing and, and execute and lock in on these in these next six days, we'll be good. Yeah, and it, I think a lot of it, you know, it's it's, it's crazy because I remember my exact self, you know, I talked about with Jared, it's not really knowing what the hell we're doing, you know, because you come to an organization, we, we, we do a lot of different things. A lot of it's rebates, a lot of it's, you know, there's plays, there's calls, there's unique names to plays that, you know, necessarily aren't in different, different situations. So having to adjust all that in a, in a two and a half week span is, is tough. And, you know, Eric and, and Hassan and, and Jared have been doing a good job as far as picking it up and, and doing a good job. And you saw it tonight with him running the floor, blocking shots, being able to get the ball in the post, stuff like that. Um, so we're just continuing to build. And I think these six days allow us to really hone in on those things, especially for the new guys, you know, coming in and understanding that, look, this is what we want. This is this is where you're going to get the ball. This is where we got to be on defense, understanding the play man zone, whatever it may be. What do you remember about that battle? The, you were good enough your rookie year to score, right. but you weren't necessarily doing it kind of the way you're supposed to be doing right. it. And Jared can do that now too. Right. What's that battle like? What do you find? I think, I think you know, for what's the battle like? You're talking about for him or for just me? Like, yeah, just as you're getting into the NBA. Uh, I think, you know, I, I tell him all the time, you know, he didn't have to necessarily get off the ball as much because he had Davion and, and Macy also. His job was to come in and score. It was kind of like myself at Louisville where I was kind of, the guy to shoot and score. Um, so I think that's, it's a good thing to be, to have to scale back as opposed to telling him to shoot, in my opinion. I, I think that's, that's pretty good. You know, he has a great feel. He's, you know, he knows how to get, you know, get a, get a bucket. So now it's about making it easier, you know, getting off it, coming right back and getting easier shots. Cause instead of going to ISO, which is what I did a lot my rookie year. And I think that's, I see a lot of myself in that, you know, as far as that, having that balance and it's all read and all comes with playing at that level, you know, for so many years you're playing as the guy who just goes and attacks now. You got to understand who you're playing around, who you're playing with, and also understanding that you don't have to work as hard to score. 
Uh, you don't have to work as hard to make plays. You can make it one small pass and it creates in the pass doesn't necessarily always have to come from you. You know, I think that's one thing I, I really learned, especially when the team switch, you know, making that pass ahead and letting that person on the wing be the person that makes the pass as opposed to myself or in his case, himself making the, making the, the pass. But he's he's coming along well and then doing a really good job. He's going to be really good. Along those, along those lines, he got a few kind of extended opportunities to, to run the show as the, the league guy. What, what did you see from him? What kind of progress has he been showing? Uh, Voice. Uh, he's always had that. I think I said that after the San Antonio game when he came out and did his thing. But I think for him, the biggest thing, like I said, is being able to make like he's made quarter reads. He's making the pocket passes, the lobs. And I think playing at that pace, he does it in spurts. He plays at that pace and not coming out saying, all right, I'm looking to score or I'm looking to pass. It's like coming off being aggressive. And then the uh, the uh, the lane or the vision, the, the, the lane will open up. You know, don't come off predetermined what you're about to do because that's how you turn the turnovers. That's how you take bad shots because – as we know, I've done that for, for a few years. So understanding that balance, I think, is the biggest thing with him. And he's you see it in a four-game span in preseason that he's able to pick up that really quickly and be able to adjust. But, you know, it's, it's going to be a learning experience. It's going to be ups, it's going to be downs, and just staying even keel throughout. Did you, I guess, you individually or you collectively as a team, learn anything from the Bucks winning the title last year? Um, for myself, it, I didn't watch. I can't say I watched every game. I only watched game six. But the one thing I will say is you watch how guys were stars in their exact role. You know, you watch how guys were able to do things for the sake of winning, you know, the game. And I think, not to say we don't do that, but I think that's something thing I've really noticed that, you know, even tonight, you know, the, the, the way they speak to each other, the way they go out there on the court, the way they're talking about things, and it's a preseason game, it's like you feel like they've been on that journey. And I think that's where ultimately that's our goal to get to. And I think that's what this year is about communicating with each other, understanding each other, understanding what we do exactly and being great at it. You know, I think that's what we have. We have the chemistry for it. We have the guys for it. I think that's one thing that stood out to me is everybody was locked in on what they do. Like Drew Holiday's in the read spot. Like I've never, I've never had to guard somebody in the read spot. You know what I mean? So being able to understand that as opposed to he coming from, um, New Orleans, where he's you know running the show at, at the point, you know, being able to adjust there. Chris Middleton doing his thing uh, in the mid range, but then you got PJ Tucker last year doing what he does. So there were so many different things, and obviously you have Giannis. Like there were so many different guys down the line that were just stars in what they did. And I think that's what ultimately got them to you know the chip. Fred said the offense will come, but defensively you want to see kind of a little more. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Where do you want to see defensively? Communication. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, I think last year in the playoffs, we really became really reliant. I think now understanding to contain the ball, being able to keep things, you know, in front of us, being able to scramble, being able to rotate. Um, I think that, and not fouling, I think is huge as well. And I think that's that's really where we, these six days will definitely help watching the film from the past too, because we haven't really sat down and watched. So we'll go ahead and look back at it and kind of go over examples so we can physically uh, see, you know, where we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. And, adjust and then also go back and practice and do it live. I think getting those reps will definitely help. Um, we often talk about uh, Dwayne Wade's mentorship role that he's played in your life. And at the end of the game, you guys definitely shared a moment. Mm -hmm. um, are you open to sharing what happened in that moment? Um, I was talking about my condition. <laughs> um, I was just talking about like, you know, things that I just want to do to get, to get, to continue to get in better shape. Nothing like, not to say I'm not in shape, but I think just asking them questions. I ask them questions all the time. I walk through the road to them in the timeout ask them literally questions about my shoes. Like, you know, like I ask them anything. So um, just being able to say like, all right, we got six days. I've never had this much time in between the preseason and the, uh, and the regular season. So how do I, you know, not do too much, but also not do too little, being able to find that balance. And he's been doing, he's done it for uh, 15, 16 years. So what better person to ask uh, than him? But, you know, that's, it's great to have a guy like that, um, you know, 
like a text call and also be right there courtside. But, you know, he's seen a lot. Of, he's seen so many different things in his career that, you know, I've, I'm going to in year five. So I've seen things, but not as much as him. So just asking and just keeping it light as, as always. Okay. Go ahead, Matt. Um, there was also a moment with the fans because you were like swarmed, yeah. which is something that we weren't really able to see last season. Right. Um, how does it feel to be able to connect with them again um, in that way? I think it's great. You know, I think I spend more time on it now because it kind of is like making up for for lost time. I think that's, you appreciate the love. You appreciate that we spoke on this the other day. I think you asked it, and I think you you appreciate that. You know, it's it's something that, like I said, as a kid, you know, you you dream. You, I was them. You know, not you know. So being able to be in my position, be able to try and make every every kids, every fans, there, I think to me means the world. And it was tough. It was a tough two years uh, for everybody. So being able to have them back and give them excitement on the floor, but also just be having the interaction uh, with the fans, I think means the world. Speaking of a guy who's been around for 16 years, Rudy Gay has been able to. Old guy. Yeah, the old guy. <laughs> He hasn't been able to be on the floor with you guys, but Jordan mentioned that he's been like really engaged with you guys. How has how has that played out? Uh, man, he's for a guy who hasn't done anything as far as playing. He's done a lot. You know, I think he's been a voice. He's been you know someone who sees things as far as schematics, as far as what we're doing. Um, I personally have you know pulled him aside and asked questions like I always do, and he's been able to give me insight on different things. And you know he's a guy that's that's seen a lot. You know obviously we have Mike, we have Rudy, we have Joe, um, Boyan, guys who've seen. But he's been in the league 16 years, played against the greats, played with the greats, and you know he was always we even had a conversation where he's talking about his, his toughest defense, toughest guys to guard. Why were they tough? Like just be giving you giving all this insight on why each great, you know, or each person was was good at what they do. And I think for myself, ultimately where I want to be is, you know, be able to play 16 years, ultimately want to be one of the greats of the game and being able to listen to someone and speak with someone who has that experience, who has played against the greats, being able to come in and speak and, and, and kind of teach you things and give you the ins and outs and kind of the tricks of the trade, basically, I think is, is definitely helpful, but more towards the team he's been phenomenal. That is Donovan Mitchell giving his thoughts after his final preseason uh, game. Donovan tonight, coach, in 14 minutes, 12 points on five of eight, shooting one of three from three. Encouraging, you know, comments about Rudy Gay and his involvement. Um, I think he's going to be a nice piece. But Donovan, um, he breaks everything down pretty well, talks about, um, always talks about scheme and how everybody's fitting together, how everybody's learning. Uh, found it interesting when asked about defense. First thing he mentioned, you know, as a well-coached guy, would communication. Everybody's got to be on the same page out there. And uh, so definitely uh, some some fun things from Donovan, positive things. And, you know, I, I love hearing the, the Rudy Gay news and that Donovan use, utilizes him. You know, a lot of years in the league, said he pulls him aside from time to time to ask him questions and get some insight there's a humility, and we've mentioned this a million times, but humility about Donovan and his approach to the game, um, which makes his greatness even greater. And I love the time, you know, he talked about wanting to spend time with the fans because that's been a piece that hasn't been there. Um, and so I, I really do believe, I've said it before, but Donovan gets it. He understands He understands what this is about, and I really do believe he's maximizing the opportunity. 124 to 120 is your finals. Uh, Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some of Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts to this one. We'll get you play of the game, the play of the game as well. Straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. 
Conley, early transition three, off the bounce, fires and hits. Mike Conley is four for four from three tonight. All right, there you go. Play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller dealerships for service sales and selection. LHMauto.com driven by you. Jazz win tonight, 124 to 120 over the Milwaukee Bucks, their final preseason contest of the year. From here on out, they count for real. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. And Coach, let's wrap up the the preseason. Give uh, some final thoughts on not only tonight's game, but uh, what you saw in the four games cumulative total. How about that? That's better. I felt like the... It's too uh, late for big words, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. And I can't say that word either, especially right now. Um, no, it, it, to me, the objectives of the preseason, we talked about it in the very first broadcast of the year. Um, number one, you know, th- this is a veteran group, but there are some key pieces um, that are going to be coming in that have not been with the team before. So acclimate those guys and get some cohesion. I feel like this team is – the chemistry was pretty good, and I felt like the pieces fit. Uh, Hassan Whiteside struggled a little bit early on, but I thought tonight – Probably in the toughest contest Much of all of them, tonight. he yeah. was he was very good. So, um, and what you we all know what we're what what's needed. We need him to be solid in those minutes that uh, that are going to be available when Rudy's not on the floor. So, um, more than anything, cohesion, chemistry, whatever you want to call it, um, felt like the the area that not knowing for sure, but the area of emphasis I would say was on defense. I think Donovan. Uh, stressed it. I think Jordan Clarkson talked about it. Certainly see, uh, you know, a, an effort level from the guys of, of really trying to, to do a good job of, of shoring up their individual defense on the ball and, and definitely saw that. And then, you know, number three, I thought that the, the scheme stuff, everybody ran, they, they ran things well, set good screens, got guys open, uh, executed great. I think, what, they have 46 threes tonight, 42 the other other night uh, on Monday night. So definitely the pace you want to see him playing. So I think a, a lot of really good positive things. And, and then the most important, nobody, you know, Trent Forrest got the concussion. Uh, but beyond that, uh, pretty, you know, everybody made it through the preseason and practices and everything healthy. And worked Bogdanovich back in to get a couple of games, even though he had a shoulder early in camp. And, and he played well, by the way. Oh, he in, looked in really good tonight games. as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. So nothing but uh, nothing but good there. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, just a quick breakdown. Uh, Jordan Clarkson with 18 led the way tonight. He was also the master of glass with eight boards. Jer- uh, Jared Butler, 16 points, seven assists. Donovan with uh, 12 in 14 minutes. Uh, Mike Conley with 13 tonight. And Bogdanovich uh, with 14 as the Jazz come away with the win. All right, we want to say thanks to Locke and Boone doing a great job calling all the action tonight. Thanks to Alex Lundberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. We have a broadcast assistant help us tonight, Alex. Not tonight. They're still learning the ropes. All right. Well, we'll we'll thank them when they're they do something. When they actually thanks. officially yeah. do something. Dang it. <laughs> Want to say thanks to the title sponsor of the postgame show, Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some at Mark Miller Subaru uh, and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Coach Lacombe, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you very much. Drive safe. And 
enjoy the week, I guess, before the big storm. Before it begins for before real. Before it begins for right. real. I'm excited. Next broadcast will be a week from tonight, next Wednesday. The Oklahoma City Thunder will be in town for regular season game number one. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.